Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, it's Gabe time. Gabe Kuhn. Gabe Kuhn was one of the great little trivial nuggets in all football bios. His grandfather was the inventor of the Easy Bake Oven. Like a boss. The best lineman on the radio. Well, the only lineman on the radio. It's game time. Game time. We're ready. The Gabe Coon Show. 92.9 FM ESPN. How about it? Welcome in Wednesday, July 26, 2023. It's time for the Gabe Coon Show. I'm your host, Gabe Coon. On Twitter, at G underscore Coon 71, alongside the producer. Again, we talked about it yesterday. Connor Dunning, Barmanheim too hard, so he's going to be out <laughs> indefinitely. Is that Unspe- what it was? Unspecified. <laughs> Barmanheim too hard, I guess yeah. is what we'll call it. But uh, Brad Carson's in. Hey. At Brad Carson on Twitter. Brad, how are we doing? I'm not Gabe Coon, but I'm good. What does that mean? You're, uh, you, uh, I'm the- doing great. Is what you're saying. You're doing awesome. You didn't even ask me. How are I'd you said, doing I'm today? I'm doing fine. I'm doing. You look fine. good. You're a you're a tall lineman, as the announcer said. There, you know, you should feel good about yourself. I'm elite. You are I'm elite. Are today. you feeling PJ <laughs> Fleck elite today? <laughs> yeah. I even wore my zip up. I should have put a tie on in honor of PJ Fleck. Shave the head too. Shave the top of the head. I ain't doing that far. Well, maybe one day. You know, it's a little bit of a hint. We're going to talk about PJ Fleck today. PJ Fleck. There's a a interesting story in front office sports about the culture Mm -hmm. that he has created at Minnesota. That's been successful, but there's a couple of anonymous players that stepped up, talked to AJ Perez, front office sports, and he's come under fire to a certain extent. And I'll talk about that in the blitz. Um, but can I? Can we start the show with just a little bit of Cardinal depression? It's just your show. Bit. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, well, because I know you can share it with yeah, me. That's yeah. why I asked. Absolutely. The Cardinals is near and dear to my heart, except, you know, it's... Another it's, blown lead. Another blown save. What are we doing? What's going on? The, this Three is to a one, problem. Three to one, they lose. Yeah. They, they wasted... <sighs> Steven Matz has been miserably bad. He's, he's one and seven this year. They <laughs> wasted his only... One of his only good starts of the year. <laughs> Of course they did. It hurts. It really does. I'm just interested. Are they going to do some shit? Like, who are they going to ship out here? Yeah. Deadline. I don't know. Jordan Hicks? Yeah. I, I, moves to be made. From what I understand, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, and one other person have no trade clauses. Yeah. So that, they'd have to wave around those to move those guys. They I don't think they'll move now. <laughs> I don't think they'll move those guys, though, yeah, ultimately. No, of course not. Because I think if you run it back next year, you can still at least potentially, 
If you're not competing for the NL Central, you've got to be a cellar-dweller awful team. That's the truth of it. I don't think they have the pitching to be there, though. Right, That's they the problem. they got to add more. No, they, they need some pitching depth. Yeah, and Mosellock says, oh, well, I regret it. Well, we saw it. How did you not see it? <laughs> We're not the GM, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're supposed to see that yeah. you didn't have enough pitching talent. We all saw it, though. Yep. Um, but there's a stat that I saw today before I lay out the show mm-hmm. from Derek Gould. Derek Gould, longtime lead Cardinals writer for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, he put out a stat about the Cardinals' record if they had not blown as many saves as they have this year. They've blown 24. (laughs) If they had as many blown saves as their division mates, so the Reds have 15. Yeah. Cardinals currently sit at 45 and 57. Reds have 15. They'd be 54 and 48 if they did not blow those saves. Brewers, 13. Blown saves, they'd be 56 and 46. Mm-hmm. Pirates have only blown 12. They'd be 57 and 47. Cubs only have nine. They'd be 60 and 42. Currently, 56 and 47 leads the division. 24 blown saves have Awful. completely blown this season. I agree with Derek Gould. It's a blown season mm-hmm. because of all of the blown saves. It's over. They just gack it away late in every single game. There's no clutch bone in that team's body. They can't get it done when it matters. Yeah, and I mean, it happens now and then. Like, I watched I watched Detroit really blow it last night. They were up 6-1 in the ninth. It happens, but 24 times. No, you don't do it 24 times. You can't. No, you can't. You just you have no one that any – like, other teams, when you get into the ninth, eighth and ninth mm-hmm. inning, they do not fear you. No, they don't fear you no matter what type of no. deficit they're looking at. I don't think Galegos, the 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 mixed bag of dudes they've got are Jordan just Jordan Hicks they've been running out yeah, there. Yeah, but even right? he's getting shelled late yeah. innings cuz he's teeing the ball up for them. Like they they haven't figured out the configuration of the the catcher and what they're calling uh, whether it's the pitch handling or who's calling the pitches like I do think, and I'll ask your quick opinion on this before we set up a a loaded 3-hour spectacular yes. radio yes, show. Yes, yes. Um how significant is the loss of a catcher like Yadier Molina? I mean, it, is that is that part it of it? It shouldn't be this big. How about that? I think it might be. Though. It shouldn't be, but it, it it seems to be a pretty substantial. Seems to be part of the conversation. Issue. But like, I see Stephen Matz run out there with Wilson Contreras and throw six scoreless. Yeah, right? like I I don't know if like if you are that brittle as a franchise, deals should have been made mm-hmm. to yeah. make you less brittle, and they didn't do it. That's fair. And I, I just I, I don't I don't quite understand. They're not going to pay though. Like the the, yes, the the only that's very clear. The way that the Cardinals operate is on the margins. It's a top fifteen payroll every year, and they're going to make a trade for an, uh, an Arenado. They'll get him on, yep. and they sell him on the Cardinal way, and then they're on their merry way, and they don't add. It's, it's strange because people do want to play for the St. Louis Cardinals. Yes, they do. That's how they got him to opt into that. Deal. But you got to get it back going here sooner. Yep. People are going to start having different thought processes. Well, and they piss they off their rookies. For. All have to go. After after their first real year, they all go to arbitration. If you look at and it. Speaking of which, it's, are we time time for Mason Wynn to come up? Let's let's give him yes. a little bit of run. Four fifty seven, four homers, fifteen RBIs, ten game hitting streak. Yeah, Jordan here. Walker. They've got young pieces. Yeah. Put them all together. Yep, and they had young pieces that they've shipped off over the years that are doing they're doing well. Oh, around don't even the talk about the me, Tampa Bay Rays. Let me let me go ahead and set up the Thank show. You. Three hours of talk on the way, courtesy of ninety two nine FM ESPN and yours truly. Going to open on overreaction, not an overreaction. Yes. TFAL Leonard, we have some NIL discussion to get into as well, but TFAL Leonard announced that he is going pro and he's yep. going to opt out of his college eligibility. He's not coming to the University of Memphis. We'll talk about is that a big blow, is it not? Um, and in the NFL, we have a big news cycle in the NFL. Folks are getting paid. We mentioned it a oh little bit God. yesterday. 
But Justin Herbert just set the record for AAV, so uh, average year of salary. Mm -hmm. Um, $52.5 million per year, five years, $262.5 million. Is it a good contract? Is it a bad contract? I'll discuss that as well as uh, the Chargers. Are are they set up for success? I think uh, offensively, you'll be surprised looking at some of the pieces that they still have. As far as guests, Jeff Calkins, Daily Memphian Showdown today. Dead Jeff Calkins. We'll, uh, we'll be on at 5 o'clock, Daily Memphian columnist, mm-hmm. Jeff Calkin Show, 9 to 11 and 6 o'clock. We are going to talk about TFAL Leonard. We're going to get into the rest of the Tiger basketball offseason with Parth Upadhyay. Guess what? From the, the Daily, Daily Memphian. Memphian. Tiger basketball beat reporter for them. Then we'll hop into the Blitz where that's P.J. Fleck and some other Looking things. Looking forward to that. Some other things to get to. Um, but let's go ahead and open up the show. Let's get to overreaction, not an overreaction. Brad. Now, it's overreaction or not an overreaction. We are to one. Crazy. Chill, homie. On the Gabe Cujo from 92.9. I did a pretty good job on that intro. Yeah, yeah well uh, done. Yeah. One of my uh, masterpieces <laughs> yes. there. Uh, let's go to the first one, which is TFLA Leonard Jr. Who TFL announced... Leonard. Come on. Come on. We've had enough time, right? Gabe. <laughs> all right. All right. There you you go. have... You're like PJ Fleck. You have an insane standard. There we go. There we go. <laughs> TFLA, TFL, just say it. We're good. Our one-time could-have-been transfer, Leonard Jr., the, uh, he was a transfer from MTSU. That's where he was coming from. Yep. Um, it was not a graduate transfer thing, so there might have been some things going on there, but they announced yesterday. He did via Instagram. Uh, after rumors swirled all weekend and through the first part of this week that were all over the place, uh, that he will indeed go pro, I say that loosely, and get ready for his pro career instead of coming to the University of Memphis for his third year of college basketball. This is a huge loss for the Tigers headed into next season. Is that an overreaction or not an overreaction? <sighs> um, obviously, with everything, there's, there's, there's nuance with everything, but I'm going to call this an overreaction. I, I, a huge loss would be losing Javon Quinterly, losing Caleb Mills, losing any Jordan Brown late. That would be a huge loss. Those are guys you're expecting a lot out of that could potentially play 25, 30 minutes, even more than that per game. TFAL Leonard Jr., though, ultimately was going to be a reserve on this team. Um, I guess if DeAndre Williams didn't come back, he could get slid into four. They could play a small ball lineup. But at the same time, um, it would have been great to have him as a defensive ace. It would have been great to have a, a more proven commodity coming off of the bench that you can trust to play 15 minutes a game, give his all, play within himself. But ultimately, if the starting lineup is going to be, which what we're, what we're projecting right now, Javon Quinterly, Caleb Mills, David Jones, DeAndre Jordan Williams, Brown. if he gets another one, Jordan Brown, I don't know if you're losing all that much with TFAL Leonard going elsewhere. I, 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 I like his game. I really do. But offensively, you didn't expect much out of him. You expected him to be a defensive ace. And I always viewed this, once all of these additions started coming in late, I always viewed this as more of a luxury than a necessity. Now, the reasons that he's not here, I there's a million of them. I've heard that he was ineligible, and they finally figured it out early July. I've heard that, you know, the NIL package may have been too big for a bench player and they thought <laughs> twice about it. I've heard that TFAL Leonard Jr. himself maybe was not happy with the role. He's a guy who, again, NBA mock drafts, second round, 
second round. He wants to improve his draft stock because they know what he can do defensively. He wanted to have the ball in his hands a little bit more to show he has an offensive bag. That's the third reason. I don't know the reason. It all equals to him not being here next year. Now, what do they do to replace him? That's another question. Off the bench with that starting five that we've laid out, potential starting five we've laid out, I still think they have plenty. Yeah, they're fine. Jalen Young in the backcourt was a guy who played plenty and started plenty at UCF. Jonathan Pierre, I don't know what he's going to be from D2 to D1, but everything I see about this guy, everything I hear about this guy, he's a great three-point shooter. He had a great back half of the season. It's Nova Southeastern, and he's a worker. Mm-hmm. I, I've heard, I just love, I mean, I, hearing him talk mm-hmm. about himself and what he wants to learn and how hard he works ultimately, I like his I like his style. That doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be a great, productive player next year, but I like my chances I would with a guy say, like him. Yeah, I kind of put him with TFLA in terms of, you know, maybe wait and see here. And then Nick Jordan yep. in the front court. You feel fine about him? You saw him again. He played Temple last year yeah. in that buzzer beater from Kendrick Davis. Everything that came off the rim, he rebounded. Yeah, And he's pretty good around the rim. He's a very uh, a solid player. And then finally, a guy that, weirdly enough, as the only returner at this moment on this team, he gets, he gets forgot about, Jaden Hardaway. He's a guy, 3 and D specialist almost for yep. this team. So He's a good player. I think even without TFAL Leonard, it's, you don't need to push any panic alarm about where this roster's at right now. I think you're fine. I think you are totally fine. You have enough. You don't have to play a 10-man ten, a, a ten rotation. And I thought last year, Penny did a really good job of getting away from that 10-man rotation. And if you want to go to that 10-man rotation, i got to be honest, I've heard good things about J.J. Taylor so far as he's started to get on campus and get used to the people around him. There's still questions about if he's going to put in the extra work behind the scenes to become the player he can ultimately be, but you got to love the skill set, right? Yeah. 6'8", 200 yeah. pounds, can shoot the ball, can get off the dribble can lead really well, can rebound. He's got tools as a player. But I, I think it would have been a luxury to have TFAO Leonard, not even close to a necessity. Okay. But um, there is some other things that, that are out there on Tiger basketball that I do want to mention really quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Trilly Donovan, are you familiar with Trilly Donovan? Uh, I have heard the name. Malcolm Dandridge stuff is still out there. And this goes, <laughs> this goes to the conversation about Penny never being done. And I should have got out in front of this. I don't think. Ultimately, with TFAL Leonard Jr. out, there's going to be a scholarship open. Like, you have to ask yourself the question before we get to the semester: Is Penny done? And it's I never think over. Based on it's it, never based over, on Gabe. what we've seen in the past, it's never over. It's, it's never, never over. over. <laughs> he always has something up his sleeve. And now that you got Rick Stansberry, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's definitely never over. Never. Um, but this is from Trilly Donovan. He said, Malcolm. Uh, Memphis transfer Malcolm Dandridge entered the portal on May 10th and has had an interesting recruitment, to say the least. The six foot nine center has been connected to Michigan SLU, West Virginia, in recent weeks, and a potential return to Memphis still remains a possibility. On July 18th, he teased decisions coming soon on Instagram, and we've not seen any movement since. Independent sources from all four schools involved indicated Dandridge went dark, and no one has heard from him in at least a few days. Those same sources give the impression that he has no idea what he wants to do, in quotes. What? And remains indecisive about his future. So it's it's like he it's like the mafia thing again. Like the man is a a magician. And you know Dandridge is probably gonna be our our 
He's not going to be the starting five, though. Well, I mean, I, he could be a reserve big, but I mean, I, if there's other options out there and you can find something late and 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 more productive, you go do that. So he gets the scholarship. I don't. I don't think I like Malcolm Dadridge can come back. I think this roster's uh, suited well enough for him to be a reserve big that can give you spurts. And you know, give Jordan Brown a breather. He wanted but to start, isn't that it, why? Isn't he it kind of strange that he's 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 been teasing a decision for a long time, and he's letting it linger. He's got one more year of eligibility. He's got to go ahead and I get on campus if, somewhere. If he's leaving, he needs to start someplace. But it sounds like that's that's it's challenging. And honestly, behind the scenes, just me, I've heard a lot of different things. I've heard oh. a slew was part of the part of Saw the that. early visit, conversation. Yeah. Um, and he's he's. Good with Travis Ford. There there, I, somebody told me he wanted to play um, with Yuri Collins, but Yuri Collins went mm-hmm. off to the draft. I, I don't know what to think about Malcolm, but I guess it's still on the table that he could end up at Memphis. It's always on the it's table. It's always on Everything the table. Everything is on the table. Of course. All right, what we got next? Let's go to the AAC, your beloved American Athletic Conference, Gabe. And yes. you, get, you were in the AAC the whole time you were at Memphis? Yeah. Uh, yes, inaugural year. The very year first was my year first you were year. There, yeah, I was. Uh, get this. Even without playing in my redshirt year, I was the inaugural uh, AAC All Academic Team. I didn't play. Let's go. Yeah, shout out. Get, redshirt it, get in there. Yeah. So you had your 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 books right. Is what you're talking. Yes, about. yes. That's good. Yes. I mean, um, like right around a three, three, four, three, five. We were solid. It was. I mean, these were basic don't courses. Don't downplay it. These were oh. basic courses. I wasn't into my real school work at that point. Gabe, do not downplay this. Okay, I won't. All right, let's just, uh, just just tell your story, right? Yes, what they tell say? My, yes, tell my um, story. Mr. Mike Oresco, he spoke yesterday about the, the, the topic that a lot of these guys are talking about, Congress's potential involvement in the future of college athletics and NIL. Oresco said, I don't think you want Congress writing your rules. That's what concerns me about the, a third party running college sports. Is that overreaction or not an overreaction? Um, not an overreaction. But, <laughs> but, but, I have to start with a but. Mike Oresco said he doesn't want to call Congress. He wants the NCAA to help. NCAA is not going to help, Mike. They're not doing anything. They're not going to do anything for you. That's the problem you run into. Is I think you're almost cornered into getting Congress to help. I don't want them to be the main source of help, but I, I think that's where we're at. Um, but the NCAA helping, the big problem, Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, and New York have legislation saying that the NCAA cannot police NIL activity. I mean, how are you going to have the NCAA? They're toothless in those particular states, so you're always going to have different uh, things going on in those four particular states, and that creates a problem and division in itself. But I agree with the overall sentiment because I really want to relate this to the bill we saw introduced by Joe Manchin and Tommy Tuberville. They have an NIL and transfer portal regisla- legislation that they 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 tried. And to And this put is where out. states can't put their own rules out, right? Yes. Um, Manchin and Tuberville put out like NIL legislation. I didn't really have a big issue. They they said the collectives have to be affiliated with the school, and you have to go through the right channels. You have to vet them. Agents have to be vetted. They have to go through a process. I'm good with all that. Yeah. But what they added to it is that there's a requirement for the transfer portal in this bill. They said that players have to complete three years of schoolwork before they can transfer. That should be a non-starter. And I think when you get with Congress, one, they're going to take their sweet-ass time. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. But also, who the hell asked you to meddle with the transfer portal? We didn't ask you to do that. We can set limits on that. There's no state legislation on transfer portal. 
It has to do with the conferences with the NCAA at large. The transfer windows will be clear at some point. We're introducing those. I don't need Congress meddling with things they don't need to meddle with. And the the biggest problem is I know that everyone wants to stand up against the NCAA. And, every, you know, you see all these, whenever they go in front of Congress sure, or the Supreme Court, they're yeah. the low-hanging fruit and they slap them down, yeah. right? Everyone across the board, left, right, said it doesn't matter, they slap the NCAA down. But the problem we're going to run into is we're going to have a million different suggestions from Congress on how to handle this. Agreeing on employee status will be first. Are they employees or are they not employees? If they are employees or however you go about it, like what are we going to do with the antitrust? You're going to have to find antitrust protection for these guys. This is not fully professional yet. It's professional, but their money works differently. They have scholarships. There's different hoops you have to jump through. And then ultimately what I mentioned in a, uh, earlier, uh, just a second ago, having them meddle in things they don't need to meddle with. And I think ultimately, like I, I, I saw that, uh, the SEC thanked Joe Manchin and uh, Tommy Tuberville for yeah. stepping in, and yeah. then the Power Five conferences all released a statement saying, "We really lo- thank you for trying to help us." You know, <laughs> they're all in lockstep. Sure. The SEC, the Big Ten, Big Twelve, Pac twelve, ACC. They say they're they're happy with this. I think they're all going to be on different pages eventually. We're in different parts of the country. We have different things on our mind. We have different political affiliations in different parts of the country. I think the conferences will eventually be like, okay, I don't know if I agree with this little stipulation here at the, you know, right here in line B of this bill. Right. So I just feel like as we delve into getting Congress to handle our problems, it's not as easy said as it is done. Or it's not as easy done as it is said. Sorry, I said that backwards. Oh, that's, you're, but I understand. We just have to. We have to pay attention a little bit more, and and find a better way through. We have to find a better way through. We can't beg on Congress to fix all of our problems when it comes to NIL. And the fact that I see Joe Manchin and Tommy Tuberville coming after the transfer portal, who told you to do that? No one told you to do that. It's it's wild. It's wild where we're at. and It's a, it's a different spot than we've ever been at, so I'm not acting like anyone has a, an incredibly wrong answer. Yep. Um, because these are, these are unprecedented, un, untapped, areas of of sort of where we're trying to uh, go to. But uh, uh, I I don't think Congress can solve everything for us. Okay. So I realize you're right about political regions and so on and so forth, right? I just want to ask you this. Do you in general like with the Tuberfield, the the bill, and what what they're trying to do? Um, the conferences no, clearly love it. No, simply because they wanted to do transfer portal legislation. That should be a non-starter for everyone. Mm. That's that would be my opinion. It should I, be open out of the I, gate. You I, mean the one-time NIL, transfer? The NIL implications are not miserable. Yep, they're not bad. Um, so if it was just the NIL half, I I think I could sort of deal with it. It's about getting collectives affiliated with the school. It's about establishing a national standard for NIL, preserving Title IX. Like they, right. All of the things around NIL, I, I generally am okay with. But as soon as I saw the transfer portal being meddled with, change the bill. Take that out. Then we can talk. I just find it strange. I think that's where student-athletes are getting screwed right there. Yeah, I just find it strange that you, you want to 
go and tell athletes when we just enacted one-time transfer rules, you want to go and tell athletes that we're taking that away all of a sudden? You have to do three years of schoolwork before you move your school? What if you're getting bullied? What if you're in a situation like Northwestern and you're getting hazed? Right. What if, like, you have, to, you have to be better about this thing, and they, they, they're just clearly overstepping. And Congress tends, at times, to do that. And that's where I where I have my issue. Unfortunately, I think we're in a, in a we're in a space that Congress has to step in. They have to agree on something. But I'll give you the side eye and tell you I don't know when that's going to happen or how that's going to happen. And will it be to the detriment of college athletics as a whole? We're going to have to see. We're going to have to see. Now in the NFL, a lot of players got paid, including Justin Herbert. <laughs> Justin Herbert. Got freaking paid. Yearly cash, yearly salary. He breaks the record $52.5 million. Five years, $262.5 million off top. There's other guys that got paid as well. So let's, uh, let's take a trip around the NFL and uh, visit some of these contracts that got signed in the past day or so. Right here on the Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. ESPN. You ready? Guests appear on the Smile Center hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Yeah, there are a lot of people paid around the NFL. I'll say that. The past 24 hours have been uh, been fun to watch. A lot of contracts being doled out. But you're back in on the Gabe Kuhn Show. I'm Gabe Kuhn, 92.9 FM ESPN. Uh, before before I hop into that, we do have some uh, another guy that's paid at Inter Miami. Lionel Messi. Oh, my God. That was something last night, wasn't it? <laughs> Putting on a show, man. <laughs> Putting on a show. He is stunning on the MLS team. Miami teams. immediately became the best oh, team yeah. in the MLS. It's insane. Uh, the the stat, though, from last night, Lionel Messi needed just 58 minutes to score three goals for Inter-Miami. <laughs> I mean, Two in 22 how minutes. How bad is the MLS? I saw one was like a putback. He hit it Brutal. off the post and then got it again and put it in. Um, so compared to his other stops... PSG and Barcelona. It took him 444 minutes to score three goals with uh, PSG, and it took him 741 minutes to do it with Barcelona. It took him 58 <laughs> the MLS. <laughs> That's brutal. He's going to set it on fire. Nice light this league up. It's it's not even going to be fair. It's it's already not fair. No, it's insane. What I mean, and obviously it does highlight the severe 
severe talent disparity with where he's been in the MLS. Yeah. Well, overseas in the and MLS. And this isn't Beckham on the absolute butt end of his career either, you know. No, I mean he's still. He's got something he's in the tank. There. Yes. Like but there's a big disparity. It's cra- it's it was it was big. child's play. I don't like think he, average, and I'm one of these. You don't realize it until you see this dude doing this in this league. It looked like a. I mean, it looked like he was playing sixth graders out there. At times. <laughs> it really it was, does. It was insane. <laughs> it was insane. Shout out to Messi. Now, um, paid, paid all around the NFL, and there's nowhere else to start besides with uh, Justin Herbert. Right. He's just next in line. Yeah. So I don't think we need to go crazy about, okay, you know, he oh, he's 0-1. I'll get to that in a second. He's 0-1 in the playoffs. He's only 25-24 and 24 overall. I think that's a worthy topic. I'll get to it in a second. But five years, $262.5 million, $133.7 million fully guaranteed, $193.7 million with the injury guarantee, and uh, it could spring potentially at some point to $218.7 million fully guaranteed. Guaranteed. No trade clause as well. No trade clause as well. He is... He won the negotiation, Gabe. Oh, well, <laughs> it, I mean, a guy of his talent and the stats he's put up. I always say men lie, women lie, numbers don't right. um, for the most part. I say for the most part. Yeah. Um, he has the most passing yards for a quarterback through his first three seasons. 14,089. He's got a 5,000-yard season already under his belt. Most completions in league history through his first three season, one th- seasons, 1,316. And his 94 touchdown passes are the second most through his first, through a quarterback's first three seasons. And when you talk about guys that really make difficult throws constantly and make them at a high level, since the 2020 season, he leads the category of pass attempts that have less than a 25% chance of being completed. He has 27. Second is Joe Burrow with 17. So he's basically lapped the field in a lot of ways. Um, So the talent is unmistakable. And for the Chargers, he's really their only glimmer of hope because I think the rest of that team's relatively average. After the Phillip Rivers years, they were wondering what we were going to do. Oh, my gosh. Tyrod Taylor's who we're going to have to turn to until we develop Justin Herbert. They pop Tyrod Taylor's long. Here comes Justin Herbert. They, They at least... Are serviceable. I about the long. <laughs> they service. They're serviceable until they get into the playoffs. Yeah. Finally, last year, and we know, massive blown lead. I get it. Twenty-seven <laughs> yeah. point blown lead, and it was not not good. It didn't look good for him. It didn't look good for the Chargers. I think going into this year, it, it should be it should be a pretty nice set of weapons from new OC and yep. Kellen Moore. And people can say what they want about Kellen Moore coming from the Cowboys, but I think you know, considering what he was able to do with Dak, he can probably double that. With uh, with Justin Herbert, I mean the amount yeah. he'll use his arm, uh, you need that because the truth is, Chargers don't run the ball very well. And then his weapons, I mean Austin Eckler's still going to be at running back unless yep. he, they have some contract dispute that continues to linger and he doesn't show up. Um, but it doesn't seem like that's the case. Keenan Allen's still there. Mike Williams still there. They drafted Quentin Johnston tight end. They have Gerald Everett. Uh, now, Keenan Allen's getting older, so he may get hurt along the way. He's got those muscles that get brittle as the season goes mm-hmm. along because of his age. But they have some weapons. And I, I think, you know, after getting this contract, it, it looks like Justin Herbert will be relatively successful going into next year. Now, the fair conversation has come up. Come up and I think it's fair just because, like, base value, you talk about quarterbacks and how much they affect winning. And the truth of the matter is Justin Herbert hadn't won that much. 0-1 in the playoffs, 25-24 and overall. I 
am of the opinion in some cases quarterback wins or wins are not a quarterback stat, right? I look at what's surrounding him and there are problems with that Chargers franchise and what they run out there every single Sunday. 27th in rush defense. They have not fixed it since he's been there. 30th in rush offense. I mean, I look at, at a guy like Austin Eckler. He caught 102 balls last year. He's great when it comes to checking down, but they don't have a runner in between the tackles that can really make a meaningful difference. 30th in rush offense, and also top 10 in sacks. His own line's just not good. That's probably part of the reason that the rush offense struggled. I'm of the opinion he needs to get better with his situational football and awareness. But I'm also of the opinion if you're bringing up these wins and talking about his playoff success and why this contract may not be worth it, I don't think that's fair. I think the Chargers had to pay this. You get a generational talent at quarterback, you have to pay that generational talent. And let's be honest, Phillip Rivers was great for the Chargers for years and years and years and deserved all his money. Did they win? No. They never got through. Even when they were 14-2 and and LT was there and Antonio Gates, they had a great team, good defense. They could never get through the AFC and into a Super Bowl. I think it's more on the franchise why his numbers are 0-1 in the playoffs in 25 and 24 than it is on Justin Herbert. Are there things he needs to improve? Hell yes. No question. But in the end of the day, you have to have good leadership and a good franchise around you to get to where you want to go. Look at all the elite quarterbacks at this particular moment. Patrick Mahomes, that's good leadership. That's Andy Reid. That's one of the best play callers of all time with Travis Kelsey on one, uh, 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 just to check down to, to throw to, when he gets into scramble drill. Chris Jones on the other side, one of the premier defensive players in the NFL. Um, I look at the Bills. I, Sean McDermott may have his downsides at times, but I think he's a pretty substantial coach. I think he's done a really good job in this NFL. And also, what does Josh Allen have? Stephon Diggs, probably a top five at the position. Wide receiver. Gabe Davis is solid. Um, defensively, they're usually a top ten group. They, they get that done. I look, I, look at, I look at Justin Herbert. He's got Brandon Staley. He's it's, got Brandon it's, it's Staley. Yeah, and, and, and the Chargers uh, franchise. It's just yeah. – it, it, That's why they're 25 and 24. That, that's why he's not as good on the records, on the stat sheet, on the records, yeah. looking at his team. That's why he's not as good as some of the elite quarterbacks he's mentioned with. I mean, that, that's, that's, right. that's truthfully what it is. Yeah. Um, now, this does bring us to Joe Burrow. <laughs> it's his turn now. Yeah, that's going to be a real yeah, Oh, I my mean, God. I mean, it's just, I mean, what did he beat? He beat, uh, it looks like, ultimately, Justin Herbert just beat out Lamar Jackson's contract by 500000 I wonder where Joe Burrow ends up with this. Do they do a longer deal? The yeah, Pat the Mahomes, yeah, the Pat Mahomes-style deal. Ask you. I saw Robert Griffin put out, Robert Griffin III put out something, 10 years, $550 million. I think that is $55 million a year over 10 years. I mean, I... What do you think? I mean, eventually, that's the type of contract, just like Pat Mahomes, that could age okay. Yeah. Right? Because... When the Chiefs paid Pat Mahomes, it was it record-breaking, wild, insane, yeah. half a yeah. half a billion dollars. Yeah. I guess if you gave him that, it could age well. I don't think you need to go that far, though, mm-hmm. with Joe Burrow. Because I, I think that there's more to sign around Joe Burrow. The Bengals are a good team. 
They're a good team. They have good defense. Yeah. T. Higgins is going to have the line get... fixed. <laughs> what do you mean? The, the line in front? Did they get the offense? They they they've tried to pay it. It got uh-huh. better down the stretch of last season, okay. and that's why they had their success. But they were really bad in the first half of the season. Yeah. I'll give you that. Um, but there's more to sign around him, and he's had a good back too. Like T. Higgins has to get paid next offseason. Yeah. He's a premier wide receiver in his position. Jamar Chase is going to break the bank. He might reset the market in two seasons at the wide receiver position. I wonder what this contract ultimately looks like. I think it'll beat Justin Herbert by at least a little bit, but I don't think we're going 10 years, $550 million. I don't think that that's the number we'll, we'll land on ultimately. I think that's, a, that's crazy. If you're going 10 years, I want the guy to have won a Super Bowl. I'll say that right now because that's unprecedented. Patrick Mahomes is really the only one we've seen in recent history who got a 10-year deal. He won a Super Bowl before, before we moved that direction. I really like Burrow. I, I think you have to pay him whatever he wants. I mean, like, is it, you know, that's you, you might be looking at a 10-year deal. He may Joe have, Burrow well, also has been on record to say, okay, maybe he, he does want his contract to be sort of peak, but he does want to keep Jamar Chase and T. Higgins right. and all these weapons and everybody. He, he has acknowledged that everyone else around him has helped the Bengals be successful So he's got to hedge the years. salary cap for them too then, you know, and they got to work that. Yeah, and we've seen successful situations where guys take less than they, they're owed, sure. like Tom Brady did all those years. But I, I think Joe Burrow will, will break the bank again. I wonder how long, though, Justin Herbert will hold the throne for being the, being the highest-paid yearly guy in the, in the NFL. It usually doesn't last long. I think between Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson, it was 10 days. Between Lamar Jackson to Justin Herbert, it was 89. Mm-hmm. So how long, how long does Justin Herbert Not hold long. this? I, I wouldn't imagine. I wouldn't imagine. Also, elsewhere around the league, Giants left tackle Andrew Thomas out of Georgia. Five years, $117.5 million extension that includes $67 million fully guaranteed. I don't even know. I mean, these, these deals are insane. And this guy who hasn't really – he hadn't made a Pro Bowl, hadn't been an All-Pro, but he, he was good. Mm. Um, when he came out of Georgia, there was a lot of questions about him as a player. What, what is he ultimately going to be? He was great at Georgia – but when he started playing for the Giants, it's like, do you put him at right tackle? Do you put him at left tackle? He was an absolute turnstile in pass protection, run blocking, couldn't really move anybody all that well. But I remember in 2021, I believe it was Monday Night Football, Booger McFarlane was on, or he was on the Booger Mobile or whatever the hell yeah. you called it at that time. And he said... <laughs> I forgot about the Booger Mobile. Or maybe he... I, I, I guess he was... Either way, Booger McFarlane said, yeah. when you get... When you get across from Andrew Thomas, it's Burger King. You have it your way. Louis <laughs> <laughs> Riddick at one point uh, on NFL Live <laughs> said that he was the worst tackle prospect he saw in the 2020 draft, and he can't, he couldn't believe that the Giants made the investment they did in him. The worst? The worst of the, uh, yes, the worst of the tackle prospects at the top. He went from that in 2021. To this payday, sixty-seven million dollars guaranteed, five years, one hundred seventeen and a half million. He was a liability though for a while in pass protection coming out of Georgia, but he changed that narrative quickly. I always try to warn people. This goes across the board, across the board in sports. It's an example, and we could do this. You know, we saw it after the first game of Victor Wimbenyama, where he struggled. Right, right, right. right. It's an example. Team, yeah. Of let's not write the sports obituary for 18 to 22-year-olds. In this case, it was a 21-year-old. Don't write the sports obituary too early. 
These guys still have time to develop, still have time to grow, still have time to evolve. They have still have time to get smarter. Your brain doesn't fully form till 25. You can become a better player when you get smarter. I, I just feel as if we jump the gun too early with young players and we do it constantly. And I, I know it's a what have you done for me now sort of sports media space. But this is a great example of, okay, three years after we were calling him the worst tackle prospect in the 2020 draft, he cashes in for $118 million. You just have to pay attention a little bit more. I always bang this drum, but people don't listen. People, people don't care. No, I think so. People I, are ready to react. I think the, the Victor Weminyama thing is a, a really good example of this because there's a tendency – after you hear it on the radio or you know TV, you're like, "Well, this guy's a gazelle." You know, he's he's gonna be he's gonna light it up. And then you watch him in the summer league, and you're he's like, like oh, "I'm not that impressed." And right? and I think there's a reason why they shut him down after two games. They weren't worried about. I mean, you you want him to perform, but we've seen it before where Josh Selby balls out and he doesn't make it through the league. Yeah, you see and the opposite. fall off, right? So, but I I think we we tend to do that in sports a lot, uh, especially with football players because you expect. A lineman from Georgia to be immediately just roll great. right in there. Now you would know better than I would, but it would seem like you have to gel as a unit. Yeah, uh, you got to figure out your system. How does you have this to work? have a decent O line coach that leads you down the right path? Right, all those yeah. things. There's a lot of things that, that go yeah. into it. Final contract that was signed today: Cole Komet and the Bears. I, I mean, this is sort of a smaller one, but four years, fifty million dollars. Thirty-two point eight million guaranteed, and, and, and he was he was he was great. He was great with Justin Fields last year. I, I'm not surprised. I think they need to pay guys that make Justin Fields better. Justin Fields a five and twenty quarterback when you look at it on paper, but we know he's better than that. We know he's got ability. Mm-hmm. He's just got to have people around him who can who can support him, who can catch balls from him, who can put him in a good situation. Cole Komet was that guy for him last year. I'm gonna say this: Don't sleep on what the Bears can accomplish this year. They were 3-14 and 14 last year. I'm not calling them a playoff team by any stretch of the imagination. I think that would be very dumb to do. But I look at what they have, and on paper it's not bad. They drafted Darno right out of Tennessee in the first round. They're trying to get that offensive line better. They, they signed Nate Davis from Tennessee. A lot of people know him from the Titans. They have a, a really good young guy in Braxton Jones at left tackle. Chase Claypool is going to be on the uh, physically unable to perform list to start the year. But he may come back. You have him, Darnell Mooney, DJ Moore. You signed uh, Cole Komet long-term. And on the defensive side of the ball, Demarcus Walker from Tennessee. Signed Andrew Billings, who's a long-time, uh, long-time productive player in the NFL. Tremaine Edmonds at Mike. Uh, they signed him for probably way too much, but at the same time, uh, he's a good player that will improve that defense. I, don't sleep on them being substantially better in Justin Fields breaking out even more than he did last year. That is an interesting division, though, ultimately, isn't it? The NFC North. Yeah, it is. Right now, I looked at this on FanDuel uh, before the start of the show. Detroit Lions, plus 155. They're the favorite in the NFC North. Where was Minnesota at? For good reason. They're at plus 260. And then it goes Packers plus 340. Bears are not as long of a shot as I thought they'd be. They're plus 400. Um, it's kind of up for grabs that division. Isn't it kind of str- – I, I, I know that the Vikings mm-hmm. were not near a, as good a team as 13-4 and four indicated. as they, they got knocked out by the Giants yep. in the first round. But I find it strange that they're that 
much of an underdog compared to the Lions, plus 155 to plus 260. Lions were basically a playoff team that didn't make the playoffs last year. They won eight of their last ten. Like, I get the hype. I They're get the really hype. good. I get the hype. Um, but I, I just – I do think – I do think – if you are of the opinion that this is the Detroit Lions mm-hmm. and it never works out for the Damn, Detroit Lions, Damn. I don't blame you for having that thought. Do I think they're the best on-paper team in the, right. in the division? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, of course I do. But I have trouble believing that the Lions are immediately just going to, in one offseason, uh, Jamison Williams still going to be suspended for six yeah. games. Like There's going to be some complications along the way. I just don't see the, the 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 Chicago thing you see though. I, I get I, it. I think the, I mean, I'm talking about seven seven wins, seven six seven eight wins, something yeah. like that. I mean, you're around playing seventeen. There. Yeah, that's probably not like seller dweller three and fourteen as they were last. That's year. That's fair. And and honestly, if Justin Field shows us what we need to see from him, and he entertains, mm-hmm. and he starts throwing the ball from the pocket better, I think that you know. The, the positive spin you can put on a season like that for the Bears will be pretty substantial. Well, two of those wins will be Green Bay. <laughs> right? <laughs> Not a believer in Green Bay, huh? No, 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 no. Yeah. Not without the quarterback. Yeah. Jordan Love, they, they want to they like They're talking him. him up. No, they li- everybody in camp says they like him. They're talking now, him up. Uh, now, last year they said the opposite. They're like, the guy should never even look at a field. <laughs> now, that was because you had, like, this awesome quarterback. But I, I don't I, – listen, maybe he is awesome. We'll see. Yeah. Um, and the Vikings, I, I, it could be up and down. We know they, they were 13-4 and four and had a negative uh, point differential last year because they just won so many close games, and then yeah. when they lost, they got killed. They got absolutely smacked around the field, and I think yeah. it's going to be strange for them not having Dalvin Cook, defensive side of the ball. They've had to move some things around, and they weren't a good defense last year. Yeah. And Kirk Cousins has been known to sort How of have that you. up and down How style year to year. What have you thought about man Kirk on quarterback? So I've you been watch watching quarterback. quarterback yeah. Yeah, I've, I've been watching the season with quarterback, and I've I've fallen in love with Kirk Cousins. Uh, I like Kirk Cousins. I know he's a little. You, hokey. you learn that he's got the rib injury. He had the rib injury. He was dealing that with dude all is year. Tough. He I is. mean, he is very tough. Um, and and clearly they're not showing how much he got shot up probably during the season of quarterback. But I mean, he he is an impressive. Uh, the way he prepares, I think he's a really smart dude. He has to prepare that way. Yeah, talent, talent, why arm talent, everything else. There's not much it's there. Not, yeah. It's thin. It's and thin. he can't run. No. Yep. But I, and I don't know what he's got in the team. I haven't looked enough at, at, at what the Vikings have around him this year. Justin Jefferson. That's all you really need to know. That's it. <laughs> right. right. I mean, that's his, that's it. <laughs> Justin Jefferson, Alexander Who's Madison. He got in the back will be solid. Alexander Madison. He, he'll be solid. Okay. I mean, I, I think he can replace the production that that. Dalvin Cook's going to yeah. leave behind. He's had a few hundred-yard games in the NFL. Is that who you drafted in fantasy? I think it would be. I mean, it's a solid pick. Solid yeah. pickup, second, third round. I think you I think you could look pretty solidly okay. upon uh, Alexander Madison. There you go. Yeah. And then Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison is a well, – they, they drafted him in the first round this year out of USC. Where is he at? What Was he a tight end? Uh, uh, wide receiver. Wide receiver. Wide receiver. Okay. So he'll be he'll, – he'll, he'll probably get – although he, he just got So it's got him caught. and Jefferson are the two he, on yeah. – Yeah, but he just got caught going 140 and a 55 bringing – hey, Did he go to Georgia? No, no he went to USC. Oh, okay. He was he was the big, uh, the big uh, transfer from Pitt to uh, USC where Pat Narduzzi had yeah. things to say. <laughs> yes, yeah. Pat Narduzzi was not that happy. But Kirk Cousins is a relatable guy, though. His wife dry- dresses him. He, he. Uh, He's a very devout fella. Yeah. Um, the, him and his wife are clearly a perfect match. That's the other thing yeah. I came. Um, he, he, Kirk, 
I will say that Minnesota's setup is impressive. I really love their setup. Like the 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 whole stadium, the train nice facility. Stadium. Yeah. The most striking thing is, and I said this on Jason and John's show, watching that quarterback show, is what Mahomes and his his rig bringing a trainer in and building a whole facility for to. himself. I mean, you have to. These guys are spending all their money on themselves. And, and like the, what I what I notice about these athletes now, and like we've always heard, well, LeBron spends a million dollars. No, on that you his have body, to. Do. That's, that's low. The the investment you have to put into injury prevention, not even working out, right? Right. It's just the injury prevention yeah. where they're tugging and no, they're pulling, moving them, they're angling your, every th- body part. Yes, and they're and they're they're moving your joints around and seeing what what you can take and what you can't. Right. That's a that's a damn important part. Sure. It's still caught up to Patrick Mahomes though last year with his ankles. Yeah, Sometimes that's a freak accident. I don't though. see it being sustainable. Yeah. I mean, you can't run like that all the time. Yeah. Well. He just gets out of the pocket, and things happen at times. What's weird, his trainer is taking his knee, though, and putting yeah. it in positions that are not human-ish. Like, you know, sideways, you know. Yeah, I hope quarterback, though, back to the Kirk Cousins, because I, I, I'm an okay fan of Kirk Cousins. I hope quarterback sort of sheds a little light on Kirk Cousins is not elite, nor is he terrible. He is a probably above-average quarterback in this league that knows how to win, that's a decent leader that sort of moves everybody in the right direction. I think that I think quarterback showed that to a certain extent. I didn't realize how tough he was. Yeah. Uh, that, that's that part the, of it. Yeah. yeah, you got more respect for him because of I that. I have a lot of respect for how tough Kirk Cousins is because you think he's soft when you see the bark of the cameras and just the demeanor, but he's he's a tough dude. Yeah. Now, time to uh time to bring on Jeff Calkins. Jeff Calkins will join on the other side. We have plenty to discuss. TFAL Leonard. Uh, we might get to some stadium renovations again. Who knows? A dealer's choice. We'll do that on the other side, 92.9 FM ESPN. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.